0: A game day as I don't know I don't know about you, Josh, but for me, as unique of a game day as I think that I've I've ever had, at least for a road game. I don't I don't ever know of a time. Maybe women's I, I, and by the way, next week. Next week, our first show of the week. I don't know when we're going to see each other again. I'm just telling you right now, Josh, I don't know when we're going to be in the same room for a show. Because I just got, of the two women's basketball trips I get to go on this year, uh, the number keeps dwindling every single year. I think Coach Baranchek says, keep that loud, obnoxious guy away from me. So I'm down to two this year. Um, Of the trips I'm taking, we are leaving on Tuesday for BYU so I'll be in Provo next Tuesday night uh next uh well you know what actually I'll be in studio whenever we're back on the second I incorrect because we don't leave until like two or three o'clock but next Wednesday's show will be live from Provo Utah because that's my first women's basketball game that I'm doing uh so I guess we'll see each other on Tuesday but I don't know of a time outside of some women's hoops games I, I definitely know uh I've never done the show and then jumped on a plane and then had a softball game that night <laughs> I, I i I haven't done a men's basketball game so for me personally this is very unique because I've never been in a situation where i've I've been on the show especially on remote right on the show on remote and then I'm getting on a plane to cover a game that's later that night. It's a little. It sounds kind of bougie, man. I'll tell you what. It does sound cool. Uh, everyone I talk to is like, "When are you leaving for for San Antonio?" I'm like, "Day of." But then again, that same vein, Josh. It's very concerning, especially when the most recent update that I just got was, "Hey, we're gonna push back screening about an hour. So um, instead of arriving at this time, can you guys arrive at this time?" That's never. That's never a good sign, right?
1: No, I can understand why that would alarm you a little bit. <laughs> Though I, I do think you, you'll you make it safely and with plenty of time. But I understand the anxiety.
0: Right. I, 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 sent a, uh, I, I sent a text that was like, should we start driving? And I forgot to put LOL next to it. And got a very thorough response from somebody like, hey, dude, I was, I was kidding. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, Kelly. I'm, and number one, if we are going to start driving – uh, let's see. It's, it's, isn't it nine hours to San Antonio? Nine, ten, ten, eleven. Let's 12, total 12, one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four. Well, we make it in game time, right? Especially if we took the loop around San Antonio and that that fifty dollar turnpike that they put in around Austin. But yeah, um, good luck to us. Good luck to us. Uh, we'll be on the air at six o'clock for the eight twenty estimated kick tonight. How was your? How was your Tuesday night, Josh? It was, uh, well, it was a great uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, I told you this whole week has me thrown off. How was your Wednesday night? It,
1: it was great, my friend. And how was
0: yours? Uh, I watched. Uh, so here's here's just, again, let me make this about me for a moment. Thursday nights, there's a lot of responsibilities for me. Thursday night is a big, um, what's the best way to put it? Tie up loose ends. Maybe watch a little football and get things done for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that way I can have kid time. That way I can I can enjoy my weekends. Thursday night is a I have a show that I tape on Thursday night, so it's a busy night. Well, Thursday night, tonight, is a bowl game. I will not be home until 3 in the morning. So to me, I, uh, I had to take everything that I did on Thursday nights and move it to Wednesdays, and then you add to it – Uh, all the bowl game prep that needs to be done, all the audio editing and things of that nature. So it ended up being a a, a fairly long, informative night for me on Wednesday night. So I, not only, now let's see, I I asked how your Tuesday night was. So not only am I a day behind, but in some ways too, Josh, in my prep, I'm a day ahead. Does that make any sense? Sure, yeah. I I watched all the bowl games, watched all the bowl games yesterday. I, I, I'm not, I, I get why people grinch and moan about the bowl season. But see, I love college football. Um, and I'm not saying that if you don't want to watch a bowl game, you don't love college football. I completely understand, man. It makes sense. Uh, he, Texas A&M was down to a quarterback that I, I don't even think, I don't think they expected play <laughs> at all. And he ends up taking a majority of the stats because their guy gets hurt on the first play of the game. Tulane has what? Two two coaches that are left from their, their staff that moved on to Houston uh, there is a lot of reasons why you don't watch. I mean, this is not a knock on Alan Bowman, who was really good last night. Does it benefit Oklahoma State at all to have – and I, I'm assuming Alan Bowman's out of eligibility. I don't know anymore. But what do you gain by having Alan Bowman play in that game? Outside of a bowl win, right? And for him. So for some people, it's the that, that – you want the bowl trophy. It's that – that moment for the end of your career, and that's awesome, that's great. We we would have had that with Dylan Gabriel, right, if he decided to play. But I think I dig the bowl season because, as Mac Brown said, even though they got beat yesterday by West Virginia, or was that the day before? I don't know. Everything's running together. It, it's really about seeing what some of these teams are going to look like for next year. And to bring it full circle back to Oklahoma, I, I'm not trying to get too carried away with this. And I'm not trying to put too much on it. In fact, I thought Jed Fish was at the last question that Jed Fish was asked in the coaches press conference yesterday was, "Hey, how how important is it for the trajectory of this program to go on and win this football game? And how important is it for the momentum?" and And Jed Fish said, "Well, I don't really want to. Let's not get too carried away here, right?" He kind of was trying to. He 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 was. I'm not necessarily. In, in that hyping up Oklahoma, right? But in that same vein, saying, let's let's not get too carried away putting too much on this game, right? But I think for Oklahoma Sooner fans, Josh, I feel like a win is really, really important for fan confidence. And I think that, that win is really, re- and, and a good performance. The question I want to ask you today, at 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. If you want to jump in on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405 329 405 329 How important is a win for Oklahoma tonight? Can you have a play well but lose type situation like we had last year? Or do you need to go out and play well and win for fan confidence, for kind of the vibes around the program?
1: I, I think you can have a – play well, don't win, uh, confidence builder. Look, the game's about Jackson Arnold. The the game is largely about how does he look in his first start? And if he plays great and Oklahoma loses a close game and it's not marred by Jackson Arnold making a bunch of mistakes, people are going to be excited for next season. Would they rather win? Yes, absolutely.
0: Mm. But for you personally, as you look at this, You're not putting must win on this one tonight.
1: No, I think it's been a successful season with or without one final win, but uh, obviously would feel better if OU goes out and defensively uh, plays really well. You should be a little bit buoyed by the news that Stutzman and Bowman are coming back. I heard uh, Toby just a few minutes ago saying he thinks it's going to be as healthy as they've been in some time defensively. So, if that group goes out and against a good quarterback in Fafita and against a good Arizona offense, plays really, really well, that would be encouraging for next season.
0: Mm. Mm. I I hesitate to say this, but I kind of think it's a must win. I Did you see what the Big 12 has done so far in both season? Uh, again, Texas A&M last night had 55 scholarship players. And their quarterback got hurt on what was that, like the first play of the game. Man, and from that moment from Texas A&M, you kind of thought they were a host. I don't know much about the, the, the kid that took over for Texas A&M. I don't know what his future looks like. I thought he looked pretty good. I was impressed with him. A&M, a A&M sh- and going to be kicking themselves if they truly care about that bowl win, right? If you're Texas A&M after that game last night, you're truly kicking yourself because you you probably had opportunities where you should have won that football game. But Oklahoma State won it. So we've seen West Virginia take care of business. We've seen Oklahoma State take care of business. I know OU's leaving the Big 12 and we couldn't care less. Texas Tech won its bowl game pretty convincingly over Cal. I know we couldn't care less about the Big 12 and its future as far as Oklahoma fans are concerned. Kansas beat up – well, I don't want to say beat up, but won – I think they covered against UNLV. The Big 12 hasn't lost a bowl game. I don't want to be the team that loses a bowl game, but also I, I kind of think we're seeing that may, maybe this league was a little bit better than we thought. Now, Like I said, like I said, a was a skeleton crew, and North Carolina didn't have its number two pick in the NFL draft. So I'm trying not to get too carried away on, on these types of things. But I don't want to be a team that's losing to an incoming squad to the Big 12 while we're off to bigger and better things in the SEC, right? I also, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about some of the greatest debuts in Sooner history. Now, in fairness, maybe I should fine-tune that like Toby brought up, right? This isn't Jackson Arnold's debut. This is his debut as a starter. So maybe I should say, guys, when they got their first start, where you're like, all right, here we go, and I feel like, it's kind of specific to quarterback right because that's where you feel like it's an era that can begin it's like okay all right here we go sam bradford's first start even though bradford wasn't a ballyhooed recruit but when he won that quarterback battle and he made his first start and put up the numbers that he did suddenly you thought okay this might be something pretty special right so I feel like, Josh, and this is why I asked it of you, and this is why you are the good balancing point for this program, because I feel like I'm putting way too much on this bowl game. I really do. And I'm not a big believer that bowl momentum carries over to the next season. Not at all. But I just I feel like I'm a big vibes guy, right? And I just feel like there's so much momentum right now and so much excitement. Beating Arizona is not like a banner-hanging kind of a thing. But in that same vein, I just feel like you're a better program than Arizona. I know that when you look at the numbers, this is a team that uh, with their previous starter, lost to Mississippi State in triple overtime, probably should have beat USC, right? Uh, beat the snot out of a, a pretty good, what was it, Washington State team. So I, I think they're good, but I also don't think they're world beaters, so I, don't, I feel like I'm just putting too much on this game right now, and maybe this is a me problem, and maybe I'm kind of the lone wolf in this because I think it's the start of a new era where you bury a team that's coming in to the conference that you're leaving, and you show, hey, this Jackson Arnold kid, he's legit, and those late-season swoons that we had on defense, and as Toby said, he's down there, he's with them. If they're as healthy as they've ever been, I don't expect Arizona to have any success against them. They're better. This is a better football team than Arizona. Now, maybe that's me needing to check myself a little bit too, though.
1: Well, I, look, I'm always going to be in the camp of it's better for Oklahoma to go play great and win the game. It, it, can I get on board with the idea that it's a must win? No, I don't, okay. I don't think it's a must win. But I want to see Oklahoma play great. I, I, I do, and for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, Fafita is uh, a really good quarterback. He's had a nice season for Arizona. They come into this game having uh, won six straight, and every single game they lost, they could have won. Plague. so this would you know this Arizona team is not that far away from, and for them, probably they right. tell you nine and three already is memorable, already is historic, Absolutely. but it was this close to being all the better. Of a season for Arizona, so this is a good team. They've got a good quarterback. It's an it's a good offense. It'll be a challenge for Oklahoma defensively, and with Stutzman, with Bowman, with hopefully uh, Peyton Bowen and others, Gentry Williams. Hopefully, everybody for the most part healthy. I'd like to see OU go. If not, put out an absolute defensive gym. I want to see them make Fafita look uncomfortable at times. I want to, of course, see uh, Jackson Arnold go command things, play well, and show us that okay. If you think that there's something to be worried about, rookie uh, rookie quarterback in his start and then first season starting next year full-time, relax, everybody. So, there's there's stuff at stake. Is it a must-win? Is it going to somehow, if you lose it, impact 2024 where it turns into a bad season? No, I don't think so, but okay. it would leave us feeling good if OU
0: plays well. Okay, all right. Uh, you know what? You made me feel a little better about it. 405-651-3439, 405-651. Three four three nine. If you want to get in here on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, we would love to hear from you. 405 Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. The the, the two parter, I guess. Number one, as anticipated of a start as you can remember for a player with Jackson Arnold tonight. I, I'm going through a list here as the show rolls on. I, you know, Nico. Oh gosh, you you, you want to give a shot at the at the I am, last name? Ayama uh, Lavea. Ayama Lavea. You feel is that legit? Yeah, I
1: think I'm close.
0: <laughs> okay, it I, I bring be, that up. It
1: might be Iyama Levea.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know what he was? Here's the pronunciation guide. Iyama Ava. is... Here, I'll send it to you. You tell me whether or not it's close or not. <laughs> but my point is... He's getting the start on Monday for Tennessee, right? So there's all this hype and all this talk about this is the most anticipated start for a Tennessee quarterback since Peyton Manning. Do you know what the score was of Peyton Manning's first ever start for the ten, Tennessee? 10-9. Ten 10-9. Ten
1: yeah, I was looking at it last night. <laughs> and he threw for 70 yards. And then the next week was great, by the right, way.
0: Right, exactly. So anyway, my point is, I, I, I think it's up there, but I'm not trying to put too terribly much on it. But then in that same vein as a 180, I kind of feel like this is a must win. 405-651-3439. All right, let's get a break. When we come back, uh, quick thoughts from Jet Fish. Dana Cooper is the sideline reporter for the Arizona Wildcats. He's calling us in 10 minutes. So Dana Cooper is going to join us. We'll learn a little bit more about the Arizona Wildcats. And even though we're on the road today traveling, we're on the road where we typically are on a Thursday. We're at Cavens. uh, Cavens Disaster Response Group, 405-573-3048, online at CavensGroup.com. We're we're getting closer to the freezing cold season, pipes breaking, water intrusion. Cavens is here for you. Don't forget about their incredible maintenance division where you can talk to Jessica. She's the best. Chris taking care of the roofing side of things, 405-573-3048. It's Cavens Thursday right here on The Wrap. <laughs> well, Kelly Collier. <laughs> <loud>. <laughs> You're the worst. By the worst, tell me the best. I, just to let you guys know, I sent out a text to my my, my dear friend, my boss. I love the death. Go to the mattresses for him, Kelly Collier. And I just said, listen, you know me. I'm a paranoid flyer. Just tell me, is it for weather? That's all I need to know. I need to know if this delay... And our charter is for weather. That way, I can mentally prepare myself when this show is over. Is there a bar near the stadium, station? I was trying to come up with. It. I can't even think of a bar that's near the station. There isn't one, is there? What's what's next door to us? What's the Mexican restaurant?
1: I, you know, it's uh, it's, it's
0: literally right across the street. I, I know,
1: and we drive <laughs> past it every day. But
0: how I about mean, this? It's Josh and I yeah, it has a couple of times. Josh and I were going to go slam tall boys from Seven Eleven. How's that? I just was going to mentally prepare myself. Right? It's the conversation we have with me as a paranoid flyer about, you know, would you rather know that there's going to be turbulence or not? I I have found that I think I'd rather know. I think I'd rather if you're going to tell me, hey, it is for weather. They're worried about this and that. I think I can prepare myself. He uh, he texts me. Goes, yeah, man. They, it's a horrible storm. It's going to be extremely bumpy. <laughs> then he said, I'm just joking. All right, I feel a little better now. There you go. That's good. Um, We're expected in any moment another day of traveler. Dana Cooper, sideline reporter for Arizona, to join us. So as we pilfer through these texts, let's go to the phones. We haven't heard from him in a while. I miss him. I love him. Coach T. Coach T, what's going on, man?
2: Hi, Chris.
0: Did you have a good Christmas? Oh,
2: I had a good time. We just finished it up every day. Because my kids have got other things to do, to come see daddy. But I got myself, and so I'm in good shape, and don't have to ride
0: the school bus through January third. So uh, it's great. I agree, it's great. Right? Yeah. I, you know what? I even enjoy. I even enjoy right now the uh, the kids being home. So there's that.
2: Well, I enjoy not doing it with them.
0: It's, it's a real fun time, <laughs> especially us. Uh,
2: that's the elementary. That's the
0: crazy ones. <laughs> so, what's okay. on your mind today?
2: <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, I, I watched about five minutes of the OSU game, and that guy broke his arm. That was the end of that ball game. First I
0: thought it was a good game. Yeah, I, you know what? I thought it was a good Yeah, I broke his arm in the first play. I thought it was a good ball game, though. I thought it. Did you stay with it the whole way?
2: No, I turned over to USC about pukes. I turned and I I started watching. I think four or two. That's Uh, better. I (laughs) hear. And I watched tonight. I watched the L.U. basketball game was about ten o'clock and still six, so I won't go to it. But uh, that's okay.
0: I will say this much. Oh, by the way, everyone is. I got to point. I got to correct myself on something. Uh, UCF did lose a bowl game, so I'm sorry. Uh, there is that I one really big. Tw- I, I keep forgetting about UCF. I'm sorry. You're right. They got beat in their bowl game. That seemed like it was a month ago. I think it was like the first bowl game. So you guys are correct. Uh, big 12 has lost one bowl game so far. But uh, Coach T, let me ask you. I brought this up, so you you answered for me before I let you get out of here. Is tonight a must win for Oklahoma? No.
2: No? Okay. I I just
0: want to see them do
2: better, and uh, I respect them to win because I think we got some problems in our offense until next year. On uh, not cornerback, I'm talking about the wide and stuff. And uh, they got a good ball team. What's that? So they got a good ball team. Everyone's
0: good. Yeah, they are. Hey, thanks for the call, Coach T. I appreciate you. We got we got to get Coach T either better Bluetooth.
1: I know. I don't know what was going on.
0: Or, or, no that that's what my Bluetooth sounds like. Whenever you call me on my on my car. That's exactly what it sounds like, and I, I don't know why.
1: That was Christmas generosity from, from us.
0: Well, I like Coach T, so it's uh, it's it, I, I'll give him a little bit of a pass on that front. Uh, He's 5808, right? Coach is lying. He never turned it off Fox News last night. <laughs> uh, real quick, we are expected to hear from sideline reporter Dana Cooper from the Arizona Radio Network coming up. In just a bit, so let's grab a break here. We're at Cavens on a Thursday. We'll go in depth on the Alamo Bowl uh, and and from the Arizona perspective, because I do agree with Coach T on one front, Josh. I think this is a really good Arizona team that Oklahoma's playing tonight. I think of some of the the, the squads that they could have potentially played in this bowl game. I you not only get an Arizona team that's had a good season, but Josh, you also get an Arizona team that doesn't have a lot of opt outs or dudes that are missing this game because they're in the portal. They want to play the game, and
1: they want to play and beat Oklahoma. They've had a resurgent season. The uh, fact that Arizona's joining the Big 12, you're leaving. There's some interesting storylines, and at at the crux, the core of all of it is just that. Arizona is not who Arizona typically is. This is a good Arizona team. It's
0: a good Arizona team. Well-coached Arizona team, too. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll learn more about the Arizona Wildcats right here on the Home Sooner Fans. All right, it's a big travel day for those of us uh, on radio broadcasts. Uh, Teddy and I will be jumping on a bird here in a couple of hours to get to San Antonio for the Alamo Bowl tonight. Joining us right now is another man who is uh, traveling day of. He is Dana Cooper, sideline reporter for the Arizona Wildcat Radio Network, and he's been kind enough to join us for a few minutes while he has a layover. Are you at, are you in Love Field for your layover right now? Is that where you are, Dana? Hold on. I only fly through the Bay so I'm W. Yeah. Ah, all right, DFW. All right, gotcha. Hey, uh, gate, listen. Gate 22, to be exact. <laughs> so if anyone is listening in the DFW airport, go take care of Dana. Buy him a coffee or a muffin or something for us today. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I can be, you can be bought. <laughs> hey, uh, g- give me the snapshot, right? I-, I feel like we've been learning a lot about this team this year uh, Jed Fish, what he's been like to deal with and how you've seen this Arizona team really turn a corner after a couple of, uh, I, I would say more than a couple, but a really rough run over the last five to six years.
3: Yeah, the, the, the down in the dirty, Chris, in my mind, I've been around Arizona Athletics now, one form or another, for about 36, 30 years. Wow. And what Jed Fish done the Arizona football program, uh, it's years that he's been here what he walked into i think it's one of the best stories in the last 40 or 50 years of arizona athletics now we've had basketball championships in there, baseball championships an amazing foot softball program you guys know all about softball but what he's done with a 20 game losing streak that that he was a part of one win in 2021, five wins last year, and now nine wins, and we're in a major bowl game. Opponent, I just think it's uh, it's stunning and it's remarkable. Uh, so that's the that's the snapshot. And um, he made a really interesting statement about a month ago uh, in his weekly press conference. Uh, somebody recap, yeah, hey, Coach, you know, it was a 20-game losing streak, and then one win, and now nine. Wins. How, how have you done this? And he paused for a second, and he said something he wouldn't expect. Because most coaches, I think, defer to X's and O's and some platitudes. But here's, well, when you play with joy, you win games. And that really caught my attention. And I've hung on to that statement thinking about that ever since he said it. When you play with joy, you win. And it's the Wildcats, and the way they play both. On offense and in defense, and you can see some joy out there. This is a group of guys that um, he's built some tremendous chemistry and culture there, and they do do like that. And then about that, Chris, if you live with joy, you win. If you love with joy, you work with joy. You win. you add joy into the mix of things, and the result going to be better. And uh, Arizona has a record to prove it now.
0: Get a couple more uh, questions in here with uh, Dana Danny Cooper, sideline reporter for Arizona. I um we we have a segment in our pregame where we talk about a spotlight player. Uh I went with uh Noah Fafita. The uh he had been back at the backup to start of the season, then just took over and it's almost been a, a different level since he took over. What what have you seen in the growth of Fafita and what's kind of really made him the guy for Jet Fish at Arizona? Yeah, he's
3: I think when you think of Arizona First guy that comes to mind, just because of uh, of the circumstances. You know, Jane Delora went just about play of the third quarter at Stanford, and then Noah stepped in, and Noah owns the team now. And it's been remarkable to see how this kid uh, and a half years under his belt in the system. Not a lot of playing time, not a lot of snaps, but certainly in the system, in the film room, uh, has has really grabbed. Uh, the, the team and, and and run with it. Uh, he's got some records. He's cool and he's calm and he's poised. He doesn't get rattled. He's had his share of, uh, you know, some interceptions, but he just doesn't get rattled. And when you talk to this guy, Chris, you, you look him in the eye. He looks you in the eye and the way that he responds, the way that he speaks. I, I have a chance to talk to his prior to the. CLA game and, and I just said, hey, I just want to tell you what a man you hear. He says, well, I wanted to raise him to be really a great person. Um, and he, really, he really, really, really is. And leadership, the team really rallied around him. I think they wanted Noah to be their, their quarterback. It's not saying anything against Jaden, but the kid's some pop to the team, and, and they've really rallied around. Really he's very accurate. He will probably, depending on how he does against uh, Oklahoma tonight, he will play, he become the all-time most accurate passer in Arizona history at 72%, 73%, somewhere in there. So uh, he he's all on time where it go, and he spreads it out really, really well.
0: I'll let you go on this, uh, Dana. Dana? What do you expect crowd-wise? How is Arizona – I know it's been a minute since Arizona has gone to a bowl game. Uh, are, are we expecting a good contingent of Arizona fans there tonight? I know we're expecting a pretty good contingent of Oklahoma fans. I know that Jed was pushing – Coach Fish was, was pushing uh, ticket sales yesterday, and, and Coach Venables uh, was pushing it too. But what have you heard about the Arizona contingent that we're going to see in San Antonio tonight? I
3: talked for our ticket or just a week. Today, yeah, before, before, and and arizona has a decent fan in texas so i would certainly hope and count on the majority fans who were you know in within a four or five hour drive to take the trick of course it's an easy trip from easier from Oklahoma, but i think uh, just given the momentum that's on a pro i i think there'll be a, a good crowd there i would give the Crowd the uh, edge to Oklahoma for proximity, but Arizona will uh, show up. They'll represent well. It'll be a great atmosphere. Uh,
0: I know you're waiting on a flight, Dana, and I know that it can uh, be a frustrating uh, travel uh, a day sometimes, but I appreciate you still finding time for us here on the ref, and I look forward to seeing you tonight. Yeah, thanks for the invite, Chris. Uh, safe travels to you, and we'll see you tonight. All right, sounds good. That is uh, Dana Cooper. Sideline reporter for so we fought through it, man. There was a couple moments where I thought that it was completely gone and then all of a sudden it'd be like this great feed. I'm like, ah yes. And all of a sudden eh, uh, eh. And I was like, oh no. Well and then all of a sudden it would be fine.
1: A day of travel. What would what's travel without a little
0: turbulence? Ooh, boy, that was
1: Yeah, you don't have to say that. I'm sorry. I you don't mean, have to say that. I will tell you the uh, flight back from New York City. I had a couple of bad moments with the turbulence. I was not not enjoying it.
0: The the last flight I was on was a flight back from Boston and we flew into Atlanta and we had one of those moments when we were flying into Atlanta where it did the whole plane goes from side to side.
1: Oh it's
0: just yeah. Where not, it's like you're coming fun. in. Right. Because I mean, really, what is a landing? What is a landing? It's a controlled crash. So we're coming down, and I'm like, here we go. And I'm holding on to both, both like, the, the seat in front of me. I've, like, got a hold of it, and I'm yelling. I'm like, what are we doing? And then I realize everyone's asleep around me, so I was like, I guess we're going to be okay. <laughs> wake up! What are you people doing? You need to wake up! We're shaking like this, and the only way it stops is if you grab onto the seat thing in front of you. Thanks to uh, Dana Cooper for joining us. I, I guess it hasn't registered with me just how bad Arizona football was. I I, I know they've been bad, right? It They had to fire Kevin Sumlin. Uh, things didn't work out with Rich Rodriguez. But imagine a team that had a – in 2020, again, you kind of wipe 2020 because that's – I mean, come on, that's – who really looks back at twenty twenty and says, eh, well, you know, we could have done some things different. But they went four and eight, oh and five, and one and eleven. And that was one and eleven in the first year of Jet Fish. I mean <laughs> Plank, they had a twenty game losing yeah. streak
1: that was snapped in November of twenty one. So I mean, that's <laughs> not long ago that you're talking about a program that had lost twenty games in a row.
0: They uh, that 2021 season, when they went one and eleven, their only win was a 10 to three win over Cal. That was it. they then proceeded to follow up that win with three straight losses, all by at least two scores. <laughs> so I was like, "We won! We turned the corner! Let's go!" And then you get beat 38-29, 44-18, and 38-15. that it's been a different team so far. Uh, this season under Jet Fish. All right, uh, quick break. Thanks to Dana Cooper for joining us. We're at Cavens on a Thursday. When we come back, we'll take that early hit of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. How important is the win for Oklahoma? Now, I've seen a lot of you. Every game is a must win. Florida State's, I look back at last year's bowl game. They didn't win it, but you still had a good feeling about things. I don't know if that's the same case here tonight. But we can debate and discuss next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.
1: Plank Show, we are back with you. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. Hour number one brought to us by Van Who's Fence. That is vhfence.com. Online, get your fencing needs taken care of by the premier fence company in Oklahoma. They offer fencing installation and fence repairs. VH Fence, uh, Van Hoos Fence. Call them Plank because... Bob Stoops said so, That's baby. right. Bob Stoops said so. 405-735-1167. To the text line we go where the, the question of the day has been, and Plank, correct me if this is uh, incorrect here.
0: Uh, it's whatever you want it to be. It will not be incorrect.
1: The, the question of the day has basically been, hey, is this game a must win tonight? How much are you putting into it for – Oklahoma. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Sean says every game is a must-win for Oklahoma, and uh, if this doesn't tell you the uh, difference uh, (laughs) in between uh, texters, Sooner Steve from Tulsa says in this age of portal and NFL bowl game departures, is there any (laughs) non-playoff bowl game that's a must-win for anybody?
0: Maybe I should fine-tune it a little bit, right? I mean, you and I aren't we're not hot take warriors where it's like, this, this is the way that it is, and this is the way it's going to be, and then all of a sudden the next day completely change our minds, right? We're, we're very, uh, I would say, kind of fluid in the way that we look things, and in this world of nonsensical takes, we have, I like to think, a little bit of common sense. Uh, both of those answers can be true, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can feel like with the transfer portal – and with the opt outs that bowl games don't mean as much but they can also be of the mindset that well i don't care of our 80 82 83 scholarship players we could have 40 of them by god we're still oklahoma we should go beat whomever we play there is uh, there is one text to this like quit talking about arizona why well okay. it's like there are opponents man it's it's all good it just give us a little bit on arizona i don't know if we will ever talk about arizona football again in the history of this program i mean think about it they're going to the big 12 i don't know if they're going to be on the national stage very much i i understand it's like i don't want to hear about arizona if that's your mindset fine but they're not a bad football team right you're you're not you're not going up against uh, some sort of skeleton crew like Oklahoma State did last night with Texas a and I think by my last check, Thor Nystrom, as a, an opt-out tracker that he's doing, do you follow Thor on Twitter by chance?
1: I think I do, and if I don't, I see a ton of his content anyways. Yeah,
0: it's, it's somebody that gets probably retweeted into your timeline quite a bit. I like Thor. Uh, but I think on the opt-outs for Arizona, it's like two. And that's a that's a nine and three football team. As a program, they've only won ten games. I want to say like three times, four times in their history. So this is a big deal for them. So I, I mean, I understand if you're of that of that. I don't want to hear about the opponent. I just want to hear about Oklahoma. Quit. Some would say you're building up Oklahoma so in case we lose to them, we can feel better about it. I don't ever want you to feel good about a loss, guys. <laughs> but th- this is a little different than what most teams are facing in the bowl season right now. You're not getting North Carolina without Drake May. You're not getting Texas A&M without, you know, 29 scholarship players. You know, you're not getting USC without Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. You're getting Arizona with all of their starters, and it's a 9-1 football team. So I, I think it's a, a challenge. Right, right. It, it's, it's fine if you feel that way. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but just – you know, I, I think we need to understand this is this is better than the average bear, or more more challenging than what you might typically see in the bowl game.
1: No, it's a good point. This is not an Arizona team that has tapped out of this thing. They right. want this game. There's some historical significance for Arizona, and they're playing OU. And yeah. teams that are playing OU because of uh, that interlocking OU and U on the side of the helmet. Guess what? They 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 want to beat. Oh, you uh, pretty bad uh, from the seven four zero. Odd that we like talk this. like we should beat teams like Arizona after we got beat by Kansas and State. I hope we win, but I don't think more highly of us than I ought.
0: I, I, I like that. That's going to lead into something that after we talk to Gary to kick off hour two here from Caven's Group. I was asked to grade the Sooner season. I did a show. Well, I didn't do. I had an interview last night with one. There's like eight. Do you even know how many gambling shows there are right now available? It's incredible. There's more gambling content than I think there are games to gamble on. It's amazing. Uh, And one of my buddies from SiriusXM is doing a show on something called MGM Bet. I don't even know if it's on the radio. I don't even know what it is. They asked me to grade the Sooner season if they win. I was like – I. I, I have a very harsh grade even if they win in some people's minds. So they, I hear what you're saying from the seven four zero because I think there's some people that look at it, and and I know I think this dude has been holding onto this quite a bit. There's several of you that will say, man, how are we supposed to compete in the SEC when we lost to Kansas and Oklahoma State, right? And that's kind of been a theme for a handful of you. Our offensive line sucks. You know, it's just I get it. You lost those games, but they're not trotting out that same group <laughs> next year. It's going to look a little different.
1: No, that's right. I, I don't know that the, the grade of the season changes. I, with, you know I, what? I, that, I think it's that, that's a debate.
0: I, I agree. I agree. I agree. You want to get Ernie's in real quick before we break?
1: Sure. Ernie and Tulsa. Not sure there is such a thing as a non-must-win in college football. This game for Jackson Arnold, I would say, is on par with the much-ballyhooed Trevor Knight game against Alabama. It'll be a tone-setter mm. for next season for player and fans. We lived off the Sugar Bowl win that year for the entire offseason and years later.
0: Does JMO mean just my opinion? Just my it, opinion. Okay, okay. I was like, if, if that's code for something worse, then you guys totally trolled me.
1: Your boy Ernie in Tulsa.
0: Love Ernie. Ernie is my boy. I think that is a really solid take. And I know, I know Sean might even be applauding right now because uh, Sean is one of those guys that got so sick and tired of hearing about the Sugar Bowl for about the next five years and what happened in that game. You know, it's it, it's funny. I was listening to Andy Staples on his On3 podcast. They were talking to a guy from VolQuest. And with Nico getting the start for Tennessee, the hype around Nico might be even higher than the hype around Jackson Arnold. And the reason is because they got very public about Nico's NIL deal. What do they say? Like seven, $8 million to sign, and that, that's his compensation package at Tennessee. But I'll tell you what um, – we're going – and this credit I think it was – why do I want to say Jeremy Pruitt? That's the Tennessee coach. That's not the VolQuest guy. Anyway, he said we're going to overreact one way or the other. Either Tennessee, we're going to come out of that game and say Nico is a Heisman candidate and Tennessee is going to win a national championship right. in his first year of a starter, or we're going to come out saying he might suck. Why are we spending all this money on this kid? I, I just – Ernie's right. We're gonna have that same feel one way or the other with what happens with JFA tonight.
1: And you could be wrong on both.
0: That's right. All right, Gary joins us next, and I want to I want to lay out my reasoning behind the grade that I gave to Oklahoma when I was asked about it last night on the Bet MGM show. Uh, Our one of the books. It's the Plank Show on an Alamo Bowl game day Thursday, right here on the Ref.